The landscaping to the company that moved us into the building, um, we identified DBE firms to utilize. And, okay. and those aren't... This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. Live from the Smooth 88.1 studios on the campus of Hampton University, it's time for Black Wall Street Today. Black Wall Street Today. The premier media hub for black businesses, related politics, news, growth strategies, and events. Black Wall Street Today explores entrepreneurship opportunities for economic development while highlighting business owners, trendsetters, and community leaders. And now, here's your host... Blair Durham. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this 48th edition of Black Wall Street Today. This show is sponsored by Abena Forest Salon as well as Ready Academy. Super grateful to our sponsors for seeing the value in this programming and want to encourage you to check them out. Abena Fora specializes in custom African clothing design as well as natural hair care and styling. Visit them at 5034 Princess Anne Road in Norfolk. And we'll have a chance to talk with the good folks at Ready Academy about how they're preparing young minds for the future right after our first break. We're coming up on one full year of black entrepreneurship news and programming. So we're what, 48 out of 52. And I'm excited to see this vision growing. I want to tell you all a little secret, but you have to promise that you won't tell anybody. We are getting a podcast. <laughs> That's right. Effective September 1st, you'll be able to catch us anytime on all the popular streaming platforms in addition to catching us live. So you'll be able to share with your family and friends the good information that you've heard and you can rewind it and play it back. That is awesome, awesome news. This edition of Black Wall Street today is all about workforce development and SWAM DVD opportunities here in Hampton Roads. And actually, uh, these are opportunities that you can take advantage of no matter where you where you sit. So our first guest is the Workforce Development Program Director here at Hampton University. He's charged with developing products and services that increase Hampton University's presence in the workforce development arena. Welcome to the show, Dwayne. How are you? I am well today, Blair. It's happy to be with you. Oh, we are super glad to have you. Super glad to have you. I know you kind of hit the ground rolling. How long have you been in your role at Hampton University? It will be a year next month. So we, we, we have that in common. <laughs> yes, we do. I think we shared a that when we, oh, yeah, when we first met. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you've been developing through the university. Well, well, first of all, again, thanks for being here. Uh, I really appreciate Thank the opportunity you. to talk about workforce in Hampton Roads, which is really key to the success, I think, of communities, mm -hmm. uh, particularly of communities of color, but certainly key to the, the ongoing uh, economic viability of the region. Uh, I came to the university, as I say, a year ago next month uh, to support what uh, the university has been engaged in literally for 40 years through continuing studies and professional, uh, continuing education and professional studies through the Hampton University University College. Uh, we were one of the first providers of uh, education to adult learners. Uh, we were one of the first providers to provide education to adult learners uh, at Fort Eustis and uh, Fort Monroe. Um, uh, as I say, back in uh, the day, 
as we like to say. Wow. And over the years... Little known fact about him. A little known fact. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, as Hampton has been a leader on a number of fronts, we certainly have been a leader around the education of adult learners. And I think certainly as your listeners know, uh, adult learning education has uh, expanded exponentially uh, in the last so 20 or 30 years. And, and that I mean um, both online education, uh, education for adult learners through um, um, uh, other institutions like ECPI and mm-hmm. um, Brian Stratton. Uh, and so many of your listeners uh, may also themselves be graduates or current participants in um, online and in-person adult education programs. And so as a result of the breadth of the field, Mm-hmm. of adult education and, and, and need for adult learners uh, uh, to get degrees. Um, there's also a need for us to educate um, semi-skilled and skilled workers. Uh, in this region, uh, I think, uh, in having come back here uh, after many years away, I, I think there's still uh, a little bit of an outdated notion that it's about the shipyard and it's about the military. Uh, and we really don't see the full breadth of um, industry that exists here, uh, as well as the career opportunities for individuals who don't have a, a traditional uh, collegiate uh, degree. And so, as an example, in Hampton Roads, logistics is huge. Sure. Um, uh, we are the third largest port in the East. Um, uh, technology Big number. In- yes. <laughs> third largest. Uh, third largest. Um, Technology and cyber is huge here. Um, um, And we also have a considerable number of um, veterans coming out of service who have tremendous skills uh, that um, need additional education in order to move into the private sector. And so so it's a multifaceted environment for workforce development opportunities for individuals who... uh, a four-year education is not um, in the cards for them or they don't have that interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who have skilled aptitude like in painting and manufacturing and plumbing and electrical, those occupations are in high demand in this region. And so workforce to our workforce development strategy is focusing on uh, meeting the needs of our population throughout the region. I really appreciate you bringing clarity to that because you're right. You know, people just assume this is just a whatever, just a just a transient community, mm-hmm, just a mm-hmm, navy town, mm-hmm, etc. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we do have a, 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 a wide array of opportunity here. So <laughs> I know you've got some programs too that speak directly to entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm, Can you mm-hmm. speak about those and sort of the pipelines that you're creating sure. to some of the things we're going to talk about later in the show? Sure. Well, as I think uh, your guest who will be on uh, a little bit uh, later after me, uh, there's a tremendous need for, um, and I alluded to this a, a moment ago, construction and trade uh, in the region. And so we have been prioritizing uh, developing services and strategies to meet the needs, particularly of minority uh, construction contractors. And so we've developed uh, an amazing certificate program targeting minority construction um, small business owners uh, that takes them through a um, six-module curriculum and then matches them up with a industry mentor uh, in order to build their capacity to meet um, you know, SWAM um, 
certifications, uh, how to be a successful business owner. And these are mostly small businesses, uh, you know, 250 individuals um, or less who often have the capability and the capacity to do really good work, but don't meet uh, many of the kind of administrative details of applying for contracts and getting contracts and then maintaining them. Mm. Uh, and so we are prioritizing building those individuals' capacity uh, as well. And I think that's what some of the conversations that you and I um, got to uh, started talking about when we first met. Additionally, uh, we are looking at, and that's what the gentleman that's coming on afterwards uh, and I were talking about in the lobby. Additionally, we are looking at um, building pipelines for um, minority contractors to be able to um, access the Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel construction project. And so we're looking at how do we build uh, individual um, and minority contractors capacity? How do we create pipelines for young people to be able to, uh, youth and young adults, to get into constructions and trade, uh, either through the traditional routes like the community college or through specialized programs that we're um, uh, seeking to develop. And I know that some of these things are already underway, right? You've already completed one cohort of the construction uh, program? Uh, we've actually completed a cohort of the Certified Logistics um, Training Program in partnership with our uh, Peninsula Regional Adult Learning Center. Uh, and so wow. we, one of the challenges uh, for our communities is access. Um, yeah, have, that was going to be my next uh, question. <laughs> how are you getting the word out about these programs? Like, how is it that... Where can people find out more information? How can they apply? Well, we are, uh, well, one of the ways we're getting the word out is by building partnerships. And so sure. um, uh, I mentioned our friends at PrEP. Uh, we are just now uh, beginning the um, contractual phase of a partnership with the New Purdue's Department of Human Services. Okay. Where we will be offering courses to their clients uh, through this year. This is the first time partnership for both organizations. And uh, we're doing this because the Department of Human Services recognized that their clients are struggling with getting access to programs and services where transportation may be a barrier, digital literacy may be a barrier, um, education may be a barrier to getting a job in America or getting a job in the region. And sure. I, I think what most people don't, uh, if you're not looking for a job, you don't really realize that uh, it's not like the old, yeah, it's not like the old days anymore you go fill out a form. If you don't have digital capacity um, these days, it's very difficult to get a job because as you can imagine, everything is computerized and or online. And Let me so interrupt you briefly. If you've just tuned in, uh, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today. I'm sitting with Dwayne Poe, who leads the Workforce Development Department here at Hampton University. Uh, we're just excited to hear about all the great things that Hampton is doing to provide these new opportunities and create pipelines. So you were saying. And so uh, because access can be a challenge, yeah. uh, as well as having the skills that you need uh, uh, to get a job, uh, we worked with uh, our friends at PrEP and uh, developed a six-week curriculum where uh, individuals got training in digital literacy. They got training in, to build their math skills. They got training to build their um, uh, customer service skills. Then went into the certification training, uh, completed the certification training, and then we added, and that was the Certified Logistics Associates training. Uh, we had a 90% um, uh, success rate. 
And in fact, how, they, how did we measure success in that instance? Completed the certification. We are only, okay. we are uh, 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 running courses all that have, uh, that are industry demand for the region, as well as um, end with a regional certification that is, that you can take anywhere in the country. Awesome. Uh, so, so these aren't just. So, what are those individuals doing now? How are you tracking them once they're done with the certification? So, we connected them with um, a local, uh, with Goodwill, uh, and a local employment provider, and uh, got them mock interview skills, and then wow. got them into the. Sounds um, like a really robust program. Yes, it is. Got them into the employment pipeline. Fantastic. Congrats. So is this something that will run? How often will this program run, the Certified Logistics Training Program? So we're starting our next uh, sequence on September 9th. Okay. Uh, so I assume applications are just about done. Or are, are you we're, still we're, accepting? We're still, accept, we're still accepting applications. And uh, you can go online to our Hampton University website and to our Hampton okay. University, University College website and find more information. Okay, Hampton University's University College, College website. Correct. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I want to make sure I share that information. That's a, like a dynamic program, it sounds like, to me. Well, we're excited about it, and I appreciate that. We're excited about it. You know, Hampton University has been educating our community for 150 years mm -hmm. and started off educating through the trades. Uh, and so it seems reasonable uh, that with demand in our region for skilled trade workers, that we would prioritize that work again mm -hmm. in conjunction and in collaboration with our longstanding liberal arts history, for mm -hmm. sure, uh, and continuing support and of, of a liberal arts education, but then add the need to build the capacity for skilled workers in our region. And that's what the Hampton University University College Workforce Development Strategies are doing. I love it. So when should we expect information on the next piece, on the on the construction piece that we talked about? I am working on it digital, diligently. Okay. And so I'm so hoping, yeah, yes, I'm hoping to have something in the next few weeks. Okay. And I would love to come back and talk about it. You must. You have to. What else do you want to share now by way of any events that you might be having or uh, or anything else that's coming up? I think what I'd most recent, mo mo most specifically like to share is is that uh, we are uh, living in a robust regional employment environment, and there are many opportunities for uh, your listeners, um, friends of your listeners, family members of your listeners, to get involved and get uh, educated or certified uh, to get um, uh, many of these jobs that employers. Um, are seeking individuals um, yeah. uh, to get. I think it's an important point that you make about certification, though, is that now employers are saying, eh, degree, okay. Certification? Absolutely. That's the thing that we want. That's that's and so with your programs, are these low to no cost programs? How are, how are our candidates able to take care of the costs? Well, uh, the... Uh, at this point, the individuals that are running through our programs are coming through through partnerships, as I say, with the city of Newport News right. or with um, our regional adult learning partnerships. They're coming through our programs through the regional workforce development boards, okay. um, all of which provide educational stipends for individuals to be able to take these courses. Um, these courses, however, we are offering them 
uh, at a value. As you might imagine, I'm doing lots of research to find out what other folks yeah. are, are offering the courses for. And again, trying to offer them at value so that doesn't create an access mm -hmm. uh, issue. barrier issue. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, so let me go back. So the programs, the, the partnership agencies and so forth are providing stipends. Correct. Okay, so it really kind of behooves individuals to connect to those organizations first, as opposed to applying directly through Hampton. Would you say, or that would that would make more sense? Okay. Yes. And okay. so, in, in in the instance, you know, so where you have some development council, the workforce exactly. Okay. That would that would be the place um, uh, to start because um, by. Going through those programs, mm -hmm. individuals will most likely find themselves eligible for some sort of funding to pay for classes. Wow. Okay. We've got one minute remaining. I know you were in the middle of saying some wrap-up kind of things, but I wanted to make sure I got that detail because, you know, everybody's looking for the education and they want it for the low. Right. Uh, of course, they can write off these expenses as business expenses, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. even if they have not yet been profitable. Mm -hmm, we talked mm -hmm. about that a lot on our last show, um, but I, I, de I definitely wanted to at least touch base on, or you know, sure, check in. Sure, sure, see. sure. I think I think uh, the other thing that I would want your listeners to know is uh, the point that I started with is Hampton University University College has been providing education to residents of Hampton Roads and certainly black residents of Hampton Roads for mm -hmm. 40-some-odd years. And I continue to be surprised by how many people don't know our long-standing history. Yeah. Don't know that you can get everything from an associate's degree to a PhD through our university college. Yeah. And you can get it at a really competitive price. That's... That's interesting. Yes. <laughs> and so I don't know that I can say the competitive price over the airways. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think we can. Yeah, exactly. But if you go on our website uh, and go okay. into Hampton University's website and go to our university college page, you certainly okay. will see all of the degree programs that we offer both in person and online and see the value of Hampton University's University College, college. website. Definitely want to reiterate that. So we're Correct. talking about an entity within an entity that's providing these workforce programs. We're wrapping up. I want to thank you so much, Dwayne, for being here. I certainly look forward to having you back once that construction program is complete. Yes. <laughs> we can talk through how folks can get involved. Yes. Thank you so much for being here and having me here thank and the you work that for you're your doing. Time. And uh it's a must. Yes, and I look forward to the next show in 48 more. Yes, it's going to be awesome. Thank you, Dwayne. Thank you. Yes. It's time for hashtag add this to the list with Ready Academy. Reaching educationally aspiring dynamic youth is the mission of the First Baptist Church Christian Academy. Ready Academy Christian School is committed to providing a Christian foundation and quality education for children. In partnership with families and communities, Ready Academy will emphasize specialization in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, as well as the arts to meet the individual and academic needs of each child. Joining us today are Dr. and Mrs. Robert G. Murray of the First Baptist Church in downtown Norfolk. Welcome, welcome. How are you both? Thank you. Hi. Welcome. We're Glad very to happy be with to be you. here. I am excited. School yes. is about to be back in session. Absolutely. Yeah. So talk to us about Ready Academy. When was it founded? How have things been going? Uh, who, who are the students that you're targeting? Give us, give us a backdrop. 
whoever sure. wants to start. We are starting our 16th year. We started with 22 students, and, wow. and we ended our 15th year with 164. We wow. started with just pre-K-3 and pre-K-4, and now we go from pre-K-3 to fifth grade. So we are open to any student who can come, and we want them to, to believe that they can be anything that they want to be, and certainly who God intends them to be. So we're open and we're excited. We look at it as a ministry. So it's, it's a lot of hard work, but because it's ministry, everyone is excited and we um, love what we do. Was this a part of the vision from the beginning, Dr. Murray, to create a school? Yes. Uh, our church has always been involved in education and it's a church that is 219 years old and uh, we've been participating in various kinds of uh, of concerns that uh, of integration and segregation, uh, we've been always trying to experience to the community, you know, that uh, education is a way to go. And um, it started out when I was president of the Norfolk Coalition of Quasi Public Education, and just dealing with the whole issues of cross town busing that we discovered that so many children were lacking in and um, needed an educational exit. Mm -hmm. And so we started the school, um, as my wife just said, and uh, it has grown. And uh, we were really concerned about being able to offer uh, that STEMA program of uh, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and of course the arts. Yes, and, uh, critical. I think the children have benefited from that time. I'm excited. One of the things that, that always comes to mind when I hear private education. Um, my daughter's in private school for five years. Mm -hmm. Loved what she was able to glean through that program. Mm -hmm. But man, how do we subsidize the cost for the children that would need it the most? And what kind of programs and things have you all developed um, to make sure that children can access this dynamic curriculum that I know you're providing? You know, that's an excellent question. We do have a very supportive First Baptist Church. So we have donors, we have wow. volunteers, and we are just excited that we actually had an angel donor who knocked on our door, said he liked what he saw, especially with STEMA, and uh, and he gave us a challenge to, uh, to raise like $62,500, and he would match it, and we started a foundation. Ooh, wow. So that is very exciting. Uh, a part of STEMA is we have this fair at the end of the school year, and even our three-year-olds will tell you about their project. Every child has to have a project, and they have to present it. Mm -hmm. And this angel donor happened to come that Sunday with the finale and uh, has been supportive of us ever since. So that helps us to be able to reach out to children who are less fortunate. Congrats. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you. We're excited about that. That's good work. So what are some of the things planned for this year? I know that, you know, as things are ramping up, you probably got some, some field trips. Absolutely. Experiences for children right. that you want to and tell us about. And we love plays. Our teachers okay. are very creative. So we always have a Christmas play, a Black History play, an Easter play. We actually have a Martin Luther King concert where they have uh, their dress formally and they sing as well as they teach about Dr. Martin Luther King. So we're geared up for that. We also have the field trips, as you mentioned. And we have a, a swimming program. We partner with the YMCA. 
So in the fall, our upper grade takes swimming, but by spring, the whole school uh, takes swimming. And, and that's pre-K to fifth grade. That's Everyone right. Can they all swimming. learn how to swim. And, oh, and for our fifth graders who started out in pre-K three, they go in and they jump into the deep water and they just swim laps the whole time. So it's wow. very exciting for us. That yes. sounds good. And that's important because many of the black community, children of the black community do not know how to swim. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of sad being in an area where we're surrounded by mm -hmm. water. And uh, it, the tragedy is that they will lose their lives because of this one thing they can't swim. Um, yeah. We encourage that and, and, and certainly it's a wonderful thing at the end of our school year is to take a trip somewhere mm -hmm. where they can also just see some of the great cities that are in our United States. Uh, we just came back from a trip to New York City. And for wow. them to walk on Broadway and go to see a Broadway play, they saw King Kong and, and then went to um, That's Ellis my Islands. favorite city on the northern yeah. side yeah. of the East Coast. Oh, yeah. I love New York. Yeah. That's great. But, but for the them to get to go there that early, mm -hmm. yes. yeah, I yeah. feel like early exposure yeah. is really yeah. key for our young people. Yeah. Awesome. Where are some of the other places you've been? Uh, or the movie Atlanta, that you Atlanta. Okay. Florida, Washington, D.C. twice. We went to the White House mm -hmm. twice. Wow. <laughs> that was very exciting. And um, uh, we are just uh, blessed to... Um, we actually enjoy Williamsburg as well. And so we combined the whole mm -hmm. educational piece, yeah. the African-American history, and, of course, the fun. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we go to Williamsburg, they love to swim. And That's they awesome. love to enjoy uh, Bush Gardens and all of that. So... Yeah. Uh, they keep us going, and they are real. Um, they just start the day off, and there's so much love, and everybody's so excited, mm -hmm. and they are so creative, and they love being on stage. Uh, they're not bashful, and mm -hmm. you can ask them with Stemma. <laughs> you know, when we have, a, like, an engineer to come and visit, you know, we'll say, what do you want to be when you grow up? An engineer, you know, and so uh, we try to expose them to all aspects Okay. Let me say one two other thing, too. minutes, okay. and I got two questions, but I'll let okay. you go first. But the children are learning how to have the kind of manners and decor that they can begin to present themselves. So it's not nothing surprising when they say, good morning, how are you? Uh, and turn around and say, I'm fine, thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. It floors people <laughs> that they are able to communicate so well. Wow, that's yeah. important. Truly. As is character development. I love it. Yes. So... I was thinking that I love the work and I know it needs to expand. Any plans to perhaps open a second location? <laughs> Somewhere that's, else? That's, you know, that's a wonderful they idea. Laugh. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I, I could see that. I could really see that mm -hmm. because uh, the model for me is kind of a bridge of Hampton University, our alma mater, and Norfolk State. So you know, oh, the wow. colors are blue and gold. Okay. And, you know, it's getting right down in the valley and, and getting them to absorb early. So I would love to see that model, you know, being uh, duplicated. That's great. He's going to talk nice to our, our angel investor about that. <laughs> Absolutely. In the minute we have remaining, um, yes. tell us how we can connect with the school. How can we get more information about enrolling and all of those things right now? Wonderful. This Saturday at 10 a.m. is our parent orientation. It will be at the Murray Center. 
450 Bramilton uh, Avenue in Norfolk, Virginia. We would love for anyone to come and visit with us. Our website, www.readyacademy.org. And certainly you can call 622-5650 and you can stop by and visit anytime. I'm going to reiterate that this Saturday at 10 a.m. This yes. is a busy weekend. Yes. But for the education piece, this Saturday at 10, you're hosting a parent orientation. Correct. Uh, right there at First Baptist. That's right. Right there at the Murray Center. At yes. the Murray Center. Okay. Yes. And then readyacademy.org. That's correct. And then I've got 757-622-5650. Correct. All right. Wonderful. Well, I want to thank you both for being here. And, and thank we you thank you for this awesome opportunity. Yeah. Absolutely. And thank you for what you're doing uh, every day. I appreciate Getting that. messages across to the people. Absolutely. For sure. Hope to have you all back. And we'll talk more about that second location. Forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a challenge. That is a challenge on that you've the given table. us. All right. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we will we'll certainly be in touch soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Coming up for this last portion of the program, we're going to be talking with uh, someone from the Hampton Roads Connector Project. So we're going to be talking about the extension of the Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel, which is a $3.3 billion contract that was awarded. And so just to shed a little bit of light on the history of disadvantaged uh, business enterprises, um, I've got some information here. It looks like in 1983, Congress enacted the very first disadvantaged business enterprise statutory provision. This provision required the department to ensure that at least 10% of the funds authorized for the highway and transit federal financial assistance programs be expended with DBEs. Again, disadvantaged business enterprises. In 1987, Congress reauthorized and amended the statutory DBE program. In the transportation legislation of that year, Congress, among other changes, added women to the groups presumed to be disadvantaged. And since 1987, just as an example, the Department of Transportation has established a single DBE goal encompassing both firms owned by women as well as minority group members. And it's actually for that reason that we have this gentleman with us by the name of Mr. Malcolm Cates. Malcolm, I want to thank you so much for, for being here. Malcolm works directly with public and private sector leaders to achieve historic accomplishments in diversity, small business growth, and economic development. As an expert in the federal DBE program and as compliance manager for the $3.3 billion Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel Expansion Project, Malcolm is responsible for ensuring the project team meets its robust small business participation and compliance goals. Welcome again. Thanks, Malcolm, for being here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, I saw you on LinkedIn. I was like, oh, we got to get this guy. <laughs> Let's talk about the, the scope and the scale of the project first, and then we can kind of drill down to some of the specifics about what, what it is that you do. Sounds great. Well, th thank you again for inviting me out to be here. Um, this is a really uh, historic and exciting project for us, and I think for Hampton Roads and uh, for the small business community here, because... As you mentioned, it's a $3.3 billion uh, public infrastructure project, seven-year uh, public infrastructure project, and it's also Virginia's largest transportation project in history. Um, so with that, uh, you know, the state is committed to making sure that small businesses are involved in it. And with that, they've established a 12% uh, DBE participation goal and a 20% small women and minority uh, 
participation goal in the project, which uh, in, in and of itself is historic and should produce some historic results. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those numbers have been emblazoned in my mind since we had that <laughs> conversation and I've shared it with uh, certainly members of our organization. And so my understanding based on what we shared is that um, although the construction won't go underway until next June, <clears throat> there's already been some allocation of the $3.3 billion to various smaller projects within that, this large project. That's what, correct. What are some of those? If you can speak to those. Sure. So to give a little more context, there's a, a number of different ways uh, projects can be built these days, particularly large projects of this scope and scale. Mm-hmm. This particular project is what's called design builds in terms of its delivery method. Okay. Sure. And essentially what that means is that for the first year, you know, we just won the project uh, contract in April of 2019. For the first year is the design phase. And our team uh, has design partners that are right now working with small businesses in the Hampton Roads community uh, to make sure that they're involved in this phase of the process as well. Um, and then, as you mentioned, in June of 2020, when construction is an- anticipated to begin, we'll have a whole host of uh, additional uh, opportunities for small businesses, including minority and women-owned businesses, to become uh, involved in the project and the construction trades. Um, but I think, you know, more holistically and uh, culturally, as far as our team goes, in order for us to meet and exceed the goals that have been set for the project, we really need to look at every opportunity, every contract opportunity, no matter how large or small on the project, as a potential DBE and SWAM opportunity. And our team understands that. So with this being new and large and unique in terms of projects, we've identified uh, even in the few months that we've been uh, working on it, new areas that firms might not traditionally be involved in in a construction project to to be a part of it. Okay. And the the value of being on a project like this for a small business extends beyond the dollars that it gets with a contract. Mm -hmm. Just saying that you're involved with Virginia's largest ever construction project, um, you know, is is a huge uh, marketing uh, tool as well. And so... Yes, no, cons- I've been bragging ever since I met you. I'm like, oh. well, I'm involved, actually. <laughs> yes, you are. You're, you're <laughs> part of the team. It's official. Uh, it's absolutely official. So have you all been on track with the goals thus far with the contracts that have been awarded? Yes. Um, and, Good. you know, we... Because we, we, that says to me there's been some level of transparency about what's on the table. Transparency is a cornerstone of, of our... DB and SWAM participation program. And we pass down to any subcontracts that we have that may not go to a DB or SWAM firm. We hold our subcontractors accountable to those same standards. And if they have any subcontractors, it's the same thing. And so we're monitoring their progress too. Yeah. Okay. Because sometimes, it, you know, it, it gets lost in translation there once you start with the subcontracting and the sub-sub. So, right. So that's good to know. So, all right. So one question I ask you on the phone is how 
do we find out about these opportunities? I heard you told me before, you know, they, they come up quickly, they go quickly. <laughs> do they pass through your hands on the way? Like, how do we stay connected to the opportunities as they're coming about? That's a great question. Um, you know, we eventually hope to have a online resource where uh, businesses can turn to at any given time and see uh, upcoming opportunities, and we're working on that. I think the best, uh, the best way for any small business to, uh, one, get on our radar, two, meet our team, and three, learn about the opportunities that we have upcoming is to attend our uh, September 11th DBE SWAM outreach event, which is taking place at the Hampton Roads Convention Center here in Hampton, Virginia. Um, it's from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. It's free uh, to anybody who'd like to attend. Uh, they can go to our website to register. They can call me, uh, ideally after the program, not during. But, not during. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that happens, though. It does. So come out to the event on September the 11th. And yes. then that's how these businesses can sort of register for a database that you're building. Is that what you're saying? Yes, we, we have an ongoing uh, list of contractors who have, um, and all types of firms, architects, engineers, professional services, IT firms that have expressed interest in working on the project. Um, they certainly don't have to wait until September 11th. Uh, that's just an ideal opportunity considering a lot of the decision makers that we anticipate being there from our team. Um, we'll have a, a number of um, public sector officials in attendance as well. So it's really a, a, a meeting place or convening of the small business community, um, you know, for this particular project. Who else should come? Architects, engineers, professional services. That sounds like, you know, what we would expect to hear. Sure. Who else should come maybe that we're not thinking about? Um, if you're a certified DBE or SWAM firm um, and you're interested in participating in this project in any way, um, I would definitely encourage you to attend regardless of what service you provide. Um, as I mentioned a little while ago, we've identified sometimes on very short notice opportunities for small businesses to participate as an example, we recently moved into a new office complex. Um, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah four-story building in Norfolk, Virginia. It's an old FBI building. It's a lot of security. It's a little crazy, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, everything from the uh, you know weekly cleaning company that we're looking to employ to um, the landscaping to the company that moved us into the building, um, we identified DBE firms to utilize. And, okay. And those aren't norm, and and uh, furniture provider. Furniture uh, we, provider. Okay. Uh, you know, procured tens of thousands in furnitures from a DBE firm um, that, in a normal construction project, wouldn't even come up because, again, everything on this project is bigger and it's yeah. So, hmm. construction firms, yeah, and you name it, we'll we'll try to find a place for you. That's that's for sure. Wait, let's end on this. I'm getting the wrap-up note. Gosh, that was quick. Oh. <laughs> September 11th. Tell us uh, again the location details, time for the event, as well as how we can register. You got it. So it's the Hampton Roads Connector Partners DBE SWAM. I'm calling it an opportunity event. DBE SWAM opportunity event taking place on Wednesday, September the 11th, 2019 at the Hampton Roads Convention Center in Hampton, Virginia from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. And to register, you can visit uh, 
HRBT, as in Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel, hrbtexpansion.org, and the link is there on the homepage. That's the project website. hrbtexpansion.org. You got it. September 11th. I feel like that's a Wednesday. Is that a Wednesday? Yes. It's a Wednesday. See, I know my Wednesdays. <laughs> You're invited as well. Hampton Roads Convention Center, <laughs> 8 a.m. to 12 a.m., um, anybody that is a certified DBE or a certified SWAM firm should should plan to attend. And we don't really know what opportunities may arise, it sounds like. We will be um, announcing some of those that we anticipate in the oh. next six-month window uh, at the event. Okay. Um, Announcements on opportunities at the event. Did you guys hear that? Okay. I should also mention, if you're, interest, if you're not familiar with the DBE or SWAM, we have, uh, programs. we have zero seconds okay. remaining. But if you're not familiar... Attend. Get, yes. Okay. So also, if you're looking for certification, you're trying to get that figured out, this will be a good opportunity as well. Okay. Malcolm, thank you so much. Thank you. My hope is that you're going to come back. Because you're going to have these opportunities before or after September 11th. Oh, we'll for sure. Further. Yes. Okay. Wow. This has been a uh, an awesome awesome edition of Black Wall Street today. We are super grateful to our guests. Um, and I'll just go back through because they each shared contact information that I want to make sure that you were able to capture. First was Mr. Dwayne Poe. Um, and he is the Workforce Development Program Manager for Hampton University. And what we learned is that Hampton University not only provides traditional undergraduate programs, but that they also provide workforce development opportunities for adults. They have a very robust adult education program that has certificates, certificates in things like logistics. Um, he is finalizing a certification program that has to do with construction. Um, that will serve as a pipeline to programs such as the one we just talked about, projects such as the one we just talked about with Malcolm Cates. For more information on the Hampton University Adult Learner Programs, please visit Hampton University's University College website. So start at hamptonu.edu and then search for the University College website. Um, he did share with us that on September 9th, they're going to start their second cohort for their certified logistics training program where you'll get access to digital uh, skills that you need to get a job as well as uh, math, customer service skills, he talked about a 90% success rate, so that's that's excellentnews.com. Uh, we also super grateful to our sponsors, uh, Ready Academy. We had Dr. and Mrs. Robert Murray on the show. And I also want to thank our sponsor, Abena for a salon, uh, 5034 Princess Anne Road in Norfolk for all of your natural hair care as well as your African clothing needs. Just a beautiful salon there uh, in the city of Norfolk. Um, and then, of course, I want to recognize the very last guest that we had on the show, Mr. Malcolm Cates from the Hampton Roads Connector Project. So he is the DBE advocate within that $3.3 billion contract that was just awarded for the expansion of the Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel uh, right here in Hampton Roads, Virginia. My understanding is that the conglomerate that is the Hampton Roads Connector Project uh, came from all over the world. So certainly there are opportunities no matter where you're listening from. Uh, September 11th, you can actually get a ticket to that event. Uh, hrbtexpansion.org 
And I want to thank you so much for tuning in to Black Wall Street today, where we're building minds, we're building connections, and we're building the path ahead toward economic freedom through education. Join us next week where William Randolph will join us for a talk on building legacy through the establishment of family banks. Sounds exciting. And I will look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks a lot. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Phenomenal. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black.